What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Hey everybody, welcome back to American Uck Radio on Mojo 5 and WBM 324. This is Mike Phillip, and I'm so happy to be here with you today, I really am. Uh... Man, I tell you, my phone has been ringing off the hook. I was <laughs> couldn't put it down today, and uh, lots of good conversations. Uh, a lot of people reaching out to me uh, about that interview with, uh, I guess they call him Bishop Jeff Arnold. Um, I I, uh, I I called him Reverend <laughs> when I first called him. I called him Jeff. I said, "Hello, Jeff." And uh, and he 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 just dove right into it, didn't he? And uh, a lot of people been reaching out to me. I'll tell you what, I I would rather talk to somebody like uh, Jeff Arnold than President Trump. I'm not joking. Uh, I I would prefer to speak to men who uh, have experience and wisdom and have been through problems over and over again and have learned how to walk in the spirit and uh that that's uh, uh, that's who I want to know that's who I want to bring you on this show that's who I want to talk to myself because uh it strengthens me as well and you know uh, uh quite a while back I decided that I was just going to get into God's word on this show and uh I've never regretted that decision, not once, not once. I have not regretted that decision, and I plan to keep going. I plan to keep going. So um, anybody out there who has a problem with it, there are 500,000 other podcasts you can go listen to. (laughs) People need to pick up their Bible and read it. People need to pick up their Bible and read it and get into it. People need to uh, discover prayer uh, and and build a prayer life. You need that. You need that. You need that. To put time away and be alone with God at some point in your day, preferably in the morning. Amen. If, if you're not connected to the vine, you cannot do anything. You can't do anything. Uh, a friend of mine called me this morning. And uh, 
uh, he wanted me to give him some Bible verses to show that the Catholic school board in Ontario should not be teaching children to be gay because he was on his way to a protest. And I'm thinking to myself, did, did you pray this morning? Did, did you pick it up yourself? Or, or uh, I, I've, never, I, I've never seen a protest really do anything. I've, I've seen them impact things in small ways. But usually, uh, by the time people are protesting, they're reacting to something that's already happened. And when you're walking with God, he positions you beforehand, oftentimes when you don't know it. I'm not saying that to come down on this fellow. I like him. I do. He's been here in our church. And, and uh, I, I just said to him, look, how... Why does it shock you that an organization like the Vatican is doing this? How does that shock? Are you surprised like they've sunk to a new low? Of course that's what they're doing. Of course that is what they're going to do. That religious spirit... That, that, you know, gets people all religiositous. <laughs> I think I just made up a word. That, where that is, every unclean, foul, disgusting thing is. I'm telling you right now. And it's not just the Vatican. It's anybody teaching any other gospel. If you have somebody coming to you, telling you that you can enter the kingdom any other way than the apostles taught, Run. If I ever change my tune on the things that you've heard from me, shut this show off. There's some things that I've got to be consistent with. I have to. Spiritual blindness. Spiritual blindness. It's a thing. Oftentimes, God is right next to you. He's looking at you. He's watching. He's talking to you. And you can't see him. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. All the time. Uh, Jeff Arnold yesterday. uh, He said so many uh, things that were so rich with wisdom uh, that I've been just kind of going over it and going over it in my head. I, I was thinking about it last night. I was thinking about it this morning. I... Um, I had other pastors reaching out to me saying, I'm so glad you had Jeff Arnold on. That was just a fantastic interview. Amen. And, and, uh, that, that, you know, what a, what an honor, what an honor. Praise the Lord. He can be walking right next to you and you, you won't know it. He can blind you to his presence and still move you into a situation without you even knowing it. I've, I've talked before about uh, one of the most amazing aspects of God is how he hides himself. And he does. He does. If, you, if, he, if you're not allowed to see him, you ain't gonna. 
You ain't going to, even though he's regulating the wind around you, he's regulating every blade of grass that is growing or dying or an egg hatching in a nest in the forest. He's there. He's everywhere and in everything. He's watching you every day. There's nowhere you can go. In fact, he's so in control of everything. So in control of everything. Faith. Faith. Operating in the unseen. Again, going back to something that uh, Reverend Jeff Arnold said yesterday. People saying, oh, there's no miracles today. That was just back when the apostles were alive and we don't have to do all that stuff. It's... I like what he said. Then why do you pray, you fool? <laughs> why pray? Why pray if you don't believe that he's going to do anything? What's the point? You know, I I, I talked to so many people this morning. People uh, have got problems. They got serious, serious issues that they're dealing with in their life. They really do. They really do. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, we got this thing in North America here. People, uh, they, they want to, they want to take a pill and have everything fixed in 10 seconds. Um, I have seen God change things instantaneously, and I've seen him change things over a year, two years. Five years, 10 years, 30 years. You know, we walk not by sight. Lean not on your own understanding, right? You know, people often think there's some simple quick fix. And you know what? He can lead you to that. He can. He can show you something that that maybe you got something in your heart that shouldn't be there and it's blocking a lot of blessings in your life. Amen? How's that going to happen if you're not in prayer? How's that going to happen if you don't have a pastor? Amen? Praise the Lord. Turn me to the book of Luke chapter 24. God does things all the time right in front of people, right under their nose. And they don't see it. They don't see it. By the way, uh, big thanks to Peyton J. Smith for the uh, thumbnail today. Uh, it almost looks like a, like a 90s grunge band album cover. He made that comment, and uh, it kind of does, doesn't it? Amen. Religious people, hey? Religious people. No faith, but got a pretense and a show. Amen. Luke chapter 24, Jesus has died. He resurrected. Amen. He died. He resurrected. Luke chapter 24 and verse 13. Let's get into the word of God because uh, we're already halfway through the first segment. And that's how it goes around here. Amen. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emos which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. I don't know what a furlong is. 
that's okay. If somebody wants to look up three score furlongs and let me know what kind of a traveling distance that is, that would be fine. If not, don't worry about it. Came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And here it is. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Their eyes were holding that they should not know him. He was right there. He was walking with them. They were talking about him. They were talking about everything that happened with him. And he was walking with them and they could not see him. They didn't know that he was the one walking with them. This happens all the time. It happens more than you think. Amen. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are those that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? Oh, there we go. Old saucy. A furlong is 220 yards or 201 meters. So three furlongs, 660 yards. 660 yards. That's a bit of a walk. What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? How come you're so sad? What's going on? What's bothering you? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things? which are come to pass there in these days. <laughs> Who are you? And have you ever picked up a newspaper? What do you live under a rock? See, God did that all the time. He would ask people things that he knew the answer to, to see what they were going to say. He would, he, he asked the uh, Samaritan woman by the well, Or he made a statement, rather. He said, go tell your husband. He knew she didn't have a husband. In the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve had sinned, he'd come in there and he said, where are you? Where where are you? He knew. He wanted to see what they were going to do. And so many times in life, God is so close to you and you have no idea. No idea. And you know what? Praise the Lord. Good. Good. Do you want to learn how to walk in faith? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. You can't do it. You can't do it. And and there's a whole lot of bad traditions out there of men. And there are a whole lot of blind guides that are going to fall into a ditch themselves and a whole multitude of people are going to follow them having no idea what's going on. Hast thou not known the things that are come to pass? And he said unto them, what things? What are you talking about? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was, not is, they didn't believe in the resurrection. 
He was a prophet. They didn't believe him. Their lack of faith and understanding of the scriptures completely blinded them to the fact that he was walking with them. He was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he that would have redeemed Israel, and beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. When they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels that said he was alive. They had a good report. They had seen miracles. They had heard of the things that he had done. They believed. They trusted. Amen? Certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it, even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. And that's when he got mad. (laughs) Now, they still don't know who they're talking to. Okay? They still have no idea. Uh, I've had this happen to me where where God was showing me things and I was completely ignorant. So we're going to go easy on these guys. Amen. We're going to go easy on them. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm so glad that God allowed me to go through the things that I have. I tell you, I've learned so much about him. Uh, I was talking to Pastor John Patterson this morning, and uh, I told him, you know, there was a time when I thought that I was perfect. I did. I thought I was perfect. I had the perfect apostolic haircut. My sleeves were the right length. I didn't have tassels on my shoes. Uh, My sideburns were the perfect length because if you have them too high, that's what the homosexuals do. And if you got them too low, that's what the bikers do. Amen? That's what we were taught. And God allowed me to go through that. And I started looking down on the world. Amen? Holiness is a good thing. It really is. Uh, Until you're trying to do it yourself. That happened to me. Praise the Lord. And so, then he said to them, You fools! And slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. You guys are fools. This stranger that was God, the one that they were talking about to him, all of a sudden got annoyed at their manner of communications. They still didn't know it was him. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory, he said? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He gave them a revelation. He opened their eyes to the scripture. When, when, when you're teaching a Bible study, 
You're doing it in the hopes that the Holy Ghost is opening up their eyes to Jesus in the books of Moses, in the Psalms. Amen? Revelation. Uh, I, I was also talking to Pastor John this morning, uh, Patterson down in uh, South Dakota, and, and he was telling me, you know, it's amazing. I, I, sometimes I think I'm teaching a very simple concept, something that uh, people should just generally know. He said, but I've learned that I can never, ever assume that, that I can never assume that people know this stuff. Amen? And uh, I, I said, I know exactly what you're talking about because there's been times when I think to myself, I've got to come up with some fantastic, awesome new revelation that nobody's ever had out of the Word of God. Well, it can be something really uh, that seems simple to me, but it's a mega blast to somebody who has not had their eyes open to it before. And that's what Jesus is doing here. He's showing them himself in Moses and the prophets and in all the scriptures. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. He was just going to keep walking. But they were having such a good Bible study that they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, abide with us, for it's toward evening and the day is far spent. And so he did. He went in to tarry with them. Amen. He rebuked them, but then he taught them. He set things straight. And they wanted more. They wanted more. They wanted more. Please, please, come and be in my home, whoever you are. Whoever you are, I want you in my home. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. <laughs> Praise God. Wow. You know, he still does that today. He still does that today. They said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened us the scriptures? Amen. I, I, I know that when, when I pray in the morning, and I ask God to lead me, and I ask him to give me the heart of a shepherd and, and, and of a servant and to be led of the Holy Ghost and get into the Word of God and bring it to you, whoever you are watching right now or hearing my words. Some of you are not going to hear it. Some of you, your heart's going to burn. Because you feel it. You, you hear the words of the Holy Ghost. Not Mike Philip. But Jesus in me. Mike Philip can't do nothing. Mike Philip not connected to the vine can't do anything. But I'll tell you what. The same Jesus that's able to win souls through this vessel is the same one that I want you to be full of. I want you to I want you to be better than me. I want you to go out 
and be fishers of men. I want you to go out with the power of healing when you lay your hands on somebody and pray over them. But you've got to have a revelation. And you've got to want it. And traditions of men will blind you. They'll blind you. You won't be able to see it. And you won't be able to do it. Oh, you're going to have all kinds of Bible in your head. You have all kinds of scripture in your head. But the word not mixed with faith will not profit you. And there are traditions of men out there that will hold you back. That will hold you back that you've got to let go of. There's some obvious ones. Uh... show me in the Bible ever where they made statues of Mary and prayed Hail Mary over and over again. You can't. Show me in the Bible where uh, you had to have a necklace of beads to pray on. Not there. Not there. Vain traditions of men. Blind leading the blind. You've got to come out of that. Praise the Lord. But you know what the beautiful thing is? A smoking flax he will not quench. And a bruised reed he will not break. If you've got a spark of life in you, he's going to try and stoke that up and make you come alive. Amen? And there are things in this world all around you that are going to try and take your eyes off of him and choke out the word inside of you and blind you. Amen? That's the purpose of this show, is to get you into the word and not just vain repetitions. I want to see people saved. I want to see people born of the water and the spirit. Don't put the horse before the cart. Don't put the horse before the cart. Or the cart before the horse, I should say. After I said it three times. (laughs) That's the other thing. You will hear pastors make little mistakes when they speak once in a while. It happens. (laughs) Praise God. We have to go to a commercial break. Their eyes were withholding that they should not know him. He was still speaking to them. He was giving them wisdom. Their hearts were burning inside of them. Amen. And when he opened up the scriptures, that's when they had the revelation of Jesus Christ. How are they going to hear without a preacher? How are they going to believe? Praise the Lord. God can get you through anything. Anything, but if you if you spend time looking at the problems, if you're marveling at the beast, you're going to miss out with him. And whatever problem it is that you're facing, he's bigger. He's it doesn't matter what it is. Let's get our focus back. Let's get our focus back today, huh? Amen. Every day, every day, I've got to do it every day. I could go back to doing politics. I could go back to jumping up and down like a monkey and yelling and screaming about 
stuff that's going on in politics and amen. Catholic school system in Ontario is teaching kids to be gay. Yeah? That doesn't shock me. That doesn't shock me. Of course you're going to find that false religion. I bet you they had churches in Sodom. Betcha. Betcha there was priests. We have to go to our commercial break, but we'll be back right after this. And uh, have your Bibles open. Have them ready. Amen. Let's get our vision straight. Let's get our spiritual eyes open today. Because without that, you can't do anything. Let's get connected today. Amen. How about a big drink of living water? Huh? Amen. Spiritual blindness. Spiritual blindness. Keep your focus. Shield of faith. Fiery darts. So forth. We're going to talk about it all today. We'll be back after this. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and would be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. 
While man bun wearing, soy latte loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco friendly lab grown sadness water. Coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise. And for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we dare. We dare. the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. Mike Phillip. I, I was talking to my cousin last night. Uh, she was listening to the interview from yesterday, and she said, it was really good to hear you belly laughing like you were really having fun. And I said, I was. I, I was enjoying that immensely. She says, sound to me like you found a new best friend. <laughs> she said, you know, it reminded me of when we were kids and we would stay up too late having a sleepover party with all the kids and... Uh, and we would be uh, giggling and laughing, and uh, and our parents would get mad at us for giggling and being noisy, and, and that would just make it worse, and <laughs> we, we couldn't stop laughing. I said, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. I totally hear you, and uh, praise God. It is, it, it, it's fun living for God. It's fun seeing him fix lives. It's fun... Uh, <clears throat> being a pastor, having people come to you with with problems, amen, problems, problems, amen, you need those problems, you need them, you need them, how would you overcome something if you had nothing to, how are you going to be an overcomer if there are no difficulties in this life, and you say, oh, it's easy for you to say, Mike, you don't know what I'm going through, <laughs> Yes, I've never had a problem in my life. In fact, I, I, I've walked into churches when I was younger and less experienced and, and looked around and I thought, these people are perfect. These these people don't have problems like other people. They're just perfect. They, they don't struggle with their flesh. They don't ever sin. They don't say anything wrong ever. And then I got to know them a little better. <laughs> Turns out they did. <laughs> Praise God. 
But you know what their righteousness was and is? That they believed the truth and that they were obedient to it. Amen. Praise God. And I, I love them. I, I think back on people that I've known before and uh, had problems with in the church. Amen. And I've got to pray for them. Praise the Lord. I cannot let myself get bitter. Amen. Because then I'll turn into a, a religious hypocrite. And that that's a frightening thing, boy. When in the book of Romans, when uh, when it says God gave them up, God gave them up. Let's let's just look at that really quick here. Romans chapter one, not in my notes, just came to me. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over, not up over. To a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, whisperers, backbiters, backbiters. Hi, you know what I heard about Mavis over there? Murdering people with their tongue. That used to be me. Praise the Lord. You got to watch your mouth. Amen. Living for God, you got to watch your mouth. Amen. Old Saucy, you want to keep watching? That's fine. You want to reach out to me? Do it. I love it when people reach out to me through the show and I... I like praying with people that uh, that reach out to me through the show. A lot of you have have already. Some of you, uh, there's there's way more old people out, uh, way way more people out there that that listen to me every day that I have no idea who they are. And if that's you, uh, God bless you. He loves you. Keep coming back and getting the word, Amen. And and be a doer, Amen. These things that we're talking about. Do it. Put it into practice. When I tell you to pray, do it. Amen? That's not my will. Don't don't pray in the morning because, well, Mike said I have to. No, pray because you want Jesus. Pray because you, you, you want to navigate through this life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Ooh, that's a big one today. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Old Saucy says, uh, Vatican, <clears throat> Vatican literally means divining Serpent, you should look up the audience hall in Vatican City. The room is a giant snakehead. It's unreal. Yeah, I've seen that, like a big viper looking over everything. Praise God. And I, I uh, you know, I, I, I've i had Catholics reach out to me through the show. And when I say Catholics, uh, what I'm really saying is people in false doctrine. Uh, you cannot love or make a lie and come to God. You cannot do it, and you cannot follow her doctrines. Amen. 
You cannot follow those doctrines and traditions of men and come to him. It's a, you can't. You can't. Amen. There's some things that we don't get to make up, right? Noah did not get to make up how he built the ark. He did not get to decide what kind of material would be made for it. And the only reason he knew about it uh, was because grace came. Grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And what did grace do? Grace brought the knowledge that sin was about to bring destruction on all flesh. Grace gave the plan of salvation, and it was to go through the water. Amen? And by faith, he acted on it. He acted on it. When you hear me saying that you need to be born of the water and the Spirit, if you don't act on it, it's not faith. Amen? That's not because I said it. You've got to see it in the Word of God for yourself. So, uh, praise the Lord. I'm, I'm really happy to have this opportunity to uh, open up the Bible with you every day. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. We're talking about this blindness. This blindness that God, uh, if you read 2 Kings chapter 6, I'll wait while you guys look it up. We read in the book of Daniel that there came a time, there came a time when the kingdom of Babylon had been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Mene, mene, tekel, eupharsin, a hand came in the room and wrote on the wall. And it's when they were partying, it's when they were having fun, it's when they were having a good time and they had forgotten the things of God. And when that happened, they... Uh, they, they, the king offered to give Daniel gold and expensive clothing. He, he wanted to put a golden chain around his neck. And Daniel looked at him and said, you keep it. You keep it. I, I don't need that. And frankly, in a very short period of time, it's not going to be in your power anyway. See, the kings of the... The Medes and the Persians had already, before this happened, routed their armies to the city. They had blocked off the river Euphrates, which flowed underneath the wall and under the gate of the city. They had dammed it up, and while everybody was drunk and partying and blaspheming, those armies walked in, but they were there already. They were there already. Their fate was sealed. Amen. We see the same thing in the book of Jeremiah. We see that God took the armies of the Chaldeans. Uh, same thing. Brought in the Babylonians. Brought in the Chaldeans. Warned them over and over again that it was going to happen through the prophet. And we're going to look at a situation with the Syrian army. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And God is the same today. He's the same. He does not change. Amen? Praise God. Uh, we've got to humble ourselves before him. Uh, praise God. If you're going to go to a protest, you better have protested uh, on your knees by yourself before God in the morning. Amen? If, if you're not given to prayer... Praise the Lord. You've got to have that. And if you're not born of the water and the Spirit yet, 
Seek that with everything that you have. Seek that with everything you have. Or there's nothing you can do about the things in the world. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Take it from one who used to jump up and down like a monkey. Pacing around the house, screaming and swearing at the things that were happening around me in the world. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8, And the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. We're going to camp out here. And he was only talking with his inner circle. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. The king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? We have got a mole in our camp. There's somebody here that is leaking. We got a leaker. There's somebody in the inner circle that is Leaking our plans. Which one of you is it? Amen. One of his servants said, None, my lord. None of us. We're not telling anybody. But Elisha the prophet that's in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. <laughs> See, God was in his bedchamber. The Spirit of God was in the king of the of, of the Syrians' bedroom. He was there when he was making secret plans. There is no such thing as secret plans. All things are naked and open before God. All things, everything. He is watching me. He is watching you. He sees what Joe Biden is doing when no one's looking. He sees what Recep Erdogan is doing. He's watching Putin. He's watching Xi. And he's watching your kids. He's watching your neighbors. You do not get to keep secrets from God. Amen? You can't. It's a fool's errand. Amen? And I'll tell you what else. Just like he did with those disciples on the road to Emos. If he has decided that you're not going to be aware of his presence, it ain't going to happen. In Isaiah chapter 45, he went over and over again. He said, I am the Lord. I am he. There is no God beside me. I am he. I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. One, 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 one. And then Isaiah says to him, ah, Lord God of Israel, thou art a God that hidest thyself. You hide yourself. While he was in the king of Syria's bedroom, he knew their plans. Amen? And he said, go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots, and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. Amen. Send in the army. <laughs> okay, this God of theirs, hey, uh, this prophet is being told my 
secret plans. So go get him and bring him to me. We'll deal with this. Amen. I got I got a whole army. When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host come past the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto them, Alas, my master, what shall we do? What do we do? There's an entire army around us. This is a big problem. And he answered, fear not. Fear not. Does that sound like a suggestion to you? Maybe you shouldn't be afraid. No. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. It's over and over again in the Bible. Jesus said, take no thought. To what you're going to have to eat or what you wear or what. Amen. God knows you need those things before you ask him. He knows before you ask. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, uh, <laughs> if I had seen everything that has happened in the last three years, three years ago, if somebody told me that this was all going to happen, I'd have struggled to believe it. I would have. It would have been it would have seemed too fantastic. It would have seemed too out there. His ways are above ours. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Nothing has changed today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to tell you that those same chariots of fire that were commanded to go in and camp around the man of God, they're still around today. Just waiting to get the order. Just waiting to get the order for you or your kids or whoever. Amen. When they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Amen. An entire army could not see. They couldn't see. I said they couldn't see. Whoa. And Elisha said unto them, Hey, uh, where are you going? You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. Uh, this is not the way, neither is this the city. Ho, ho, you guys are in the wrong town altogether. Amen. <laughs> Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. Well, the man that they were seeking for was him. The king of Syria had sent the military to go and get Elisha and bring him to them, and they found him. And they were blind to it. They couldn't see. 
And the guy that they were looking for said, hey, you're going the wrong way. I'll take you to the guy. And they went, oh, thanks. Thanks, pal. Followed him to the wrong town. Came to pass when they were coming to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And behold, they were in the middle of Samaria. You see any parallels with what happened in Luke 24 and what happened in 2 Kings 6? There is no division between what Jesus did on that day in Luke, uh, what was it, 1024, I think it was. There was, there was, it's the same. It's the same today. It's the same. And I'll tell you what else. He will withhold your eyes at times. He will. What do you think it means to be led of the Spirit? Can you see a Spirit? Nope. Can you see the wind? No. You can see it blowing stuff around. You can see what it does. You can see the effects of a Spirit. Amen. He does it today all of the time. And there's a whole lot of people out there uh, claiming his name but not walking in power because spiritual blindness. Amen? That's just all there is to it. We want your eyes to be open here at American Arc Radio. I'm looking at the time and we're already at the, at, uh, the end of the first hour. And when you come back, I want you to go to the book of Hebrews. We're going to go to the book of Hebrews. Praise the Lord. Hebrews. I, 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 you know, there's so many verses in these 66 books that I have read uh, hundreds of times. But my eyes were withholding. Amen? And there's been times when people have come to me with different things, and I had to pray. Amen? Amen. If I don't pray in the morning, what am I going to tell people when they call me? If I don't pray in the morning. Praise the Lord. You want to go and protest the the Catholic school board in Ontario? Go ahead. Go ahead. They don't care. They don't care. Nope. They don't care about that at all. They're going to get, in fact, they're going to double down. They're going to double down on what they're doing. They have no fear of God. They definitely don't fear you. Amen. Get some power in your life. Get some power in your life. <laughs> That's what I want. And if, you, if you're not connected to the vine, you can't do anything. Nothing. You'll be blind, lost, naked. Hungry and thirsty. Amen. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to be led of the Spirit. I need to be led of the Spirit. I cannot come on this show every day and tell you guys things and not do it. I can't do that. See, what I want 
is for you to become a fierce and exceeding great army. I want you to go out in this world with spiritual vision. Amen? Next up, Book of Hebrews. Turn there in your Bibles. We'll be right back after this network break on American Hawk Radio. the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. It'll go nowhere in the Democrat-led Senate. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A plain House Republicans narrowly proved that Speaker Kevin McCarthy touted that lifts the debt limit, ends wasteful Washington spending, and puts America back on the right economic path. And it raises the debt ceiling with strings attached that Fox's Jessica Rosenthal details. The bill would expand work requirements on certain adult access to food stamps and Medicaid and bring discretionary spending back down to 2022 levels, which Democrats like House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries say will harm everyone. The extreme MAGA Republican Default on America Act will hurt everyday Americans. A new Fox News poll cements former President Trump's frontrunner status in the 2024 Republican White House race at 53%, 32 points ahead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Former Vice President Pence is at 6%, and a federal appeals court has rejected the latest Trump attempt to block Pence from testifying in a grand jury probe into 2020 election fraud claims and the Capitol riot. Testimony will continue today in a Trump civil trial in New York City with his accuser E. Jean Carroll on the stand alleging the former president raped her decades ago, then defamed her denying it. She said she did not report the alleged rape because she feared being fired by her boss at the time, Roger Ailes, because he was a friend of the defendant. Fox's Grinnell Scott, Jack Teixeira is due back in court today. The Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking classified intelligence online. Prosecutors will try to keep him jailed. House Republicans grilled the head of the teachers union at a hearing into COVID school policies. Randy Weingarten testified. It was not only appropriate for the CDC to confer with educators, it would have been irresponsible for them not to. GOP members on the committee say they're concerned the union had undue influence on the decision to keep schools closed and that the closures set back the education of America's children. Fox's Jill Nato, America's listening to Fox News. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, old-style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case a $50 value yours free the feather chair the world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as 
$16 a month. Sorry, no Medicare or insurance accepted. So call right now to order yours. 800-823-5826-800-823-5826-800-823-5826. That's 800-823-5826. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American Pride. It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com Still and know that I am the Lord. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, hour two. Yesterday I was, uh, I, I was. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I I still look at the news. I do. I do. I I was talking to Brother Jeff Arnold yesterday before we went on the show, uh, when before we went live, and and he just went off about Joe Biden. <laughs> he did. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, praise God. I I was. Uh, I I looked at some headlines yesterday afternoon, and. Uh, the uh, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, had uh, she was at some event where she was speaking, and uh, it, it was like she turned into a preacher. She she got the she got the reverend voice going on. Amen. <laughs> the preacher voice. Hey, Obama used to do that. You remember that? He he'd be talking away and. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he'd been talking, my children will come into the promised land, right? The preacher voice, right? And and I was listening to the vice president, and uh, she says, she was saying, we're going to stand. We're not going to take it anymore, <laughs> right? And I thought to myself, what are you protesting? You're the vice president. You want to protest? Go knock on your boss's door. <laughs> it's just down the hall, right? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What are you protesting? <laughs> it's unreal. It's it's. There's so much foolishness in this world. There really is, and. You know, I I do. I look at it too. I see the things that you guys are seeing. I I'm not I'm not swimming in it all day every day, and I'm so thankful for that because. Uh, uh, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews. 
one of my favorite deep, deep book, man. This letter that Paul wrote to uh, to blood Jews, amen, his countrymen that he loved, right? Yeah, if you look at the letters that Paul wrote, um, you look at you look at the different things that the churches were dealing with, right? If he, the church at Ephesus, uh, the church at, in Galatia, the the one in Corinth, right? That church in Corinth, boy, they they had problems, didn't they? Amen. They did, but they got two letters, <laughs> and in fact, I think there was more of them that didn't make it into the. The sixty-six books. There was, there was actually, I think there was uh, a couple more letters that they did not include, and uh, you know, Paul would ball them out. He would correct them left and right, right like right. If you read First Corinthians, the first one, he he, the very beginning of it, he starts correcting them. Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Amen. Were you? Who who are you of? Right. They had problems, but I'll tell you, God loved them, and God loved them so much that he uh, He loved them so much that he corrected them. Amen. He loved the church at Corinth despite all the problems that they had so much that he sent Paul to them, and Paul prayed for them and wrote them letters and corrected them. Amen. Who God loves, he chastens. If God loves you, he's going to punish you once in a while. Amen? It's going to happen. Hebrews chapter 11. What do we look for? What do we want to see? What is spiritual vision? Hebrews chapter 11, one of my favorite in the whole book. Amen? Paul gets into some deeper stuff in the book of Hebrews uh, because he expects them to have grown up reading their Bible. He expects Hebrews to know some things from the books of Moses and the prophets. He mentions to them Samson, Gideon, Jephthah, Abraham, right? Praise the Lord. And what what does he tell them they need to look for or see? Well, the things that you don't. That's what you're supposed to see. See, that's called faith. Amen? And let's just read. This is such a simple but powerful concept that that I, I am constantly learning to walk in faith. When I, uh, when I have a problem come up, or a, you know, problem, maybe it's a problem at... Uh, compared to what some other people are going through out there. I have learned by looking back over the last 48 years that I've been brought through every time. Every time. And some of you listening to me, you can look back over your life and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, yeah, I should have died this time. I couldn't pay my bills this time. I could, but somehow it was always just there. Hebrews chapter 11. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't see it, but you believe. You don't see it, but you ask for it, and then you walk away saying, God has got this. He's got it. Amen? He's got it. It's in his hand. Well, you don't believe him? (laughs) Has he asked you to sacrifice your firstborn child? What would you say if he did? That'd be a tough one. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen? What you don't see is more important than what you do. Is what this breaks down to. And that's how the elders obtained a good report. That's why you know uh, about Abraham today. That's why That's why you know who he is. Faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Whoa, think about that. By faith, Abel brought the right sacrifice. He just did what he was told. Abel did not, and uh, Cain did not, and Cain was warned. Cain was warned. Cain was rejected. His sacrifice was rejected, and he got angry. And and like I said, I see these these quasi-biblical things things that people put on social media and, and whatnot. They they love to, you know, a rock in Cain's hand was evil and a rock in David's hand was good, right? Amen? <sighs> Missing the point. Missing the point. Missing the point. God said to Cain, if thou doest well, you will be accepted. God was trying to give him another chance. God came to him and told him what he could do. He said, but if you don't do well, sin lieth at the door. It's waiting for you. Your enemy is a roaring lion, prowling around, seeking whom he might devour. Amen? Peter wrote that. Peter wrote that. Praise the Lord. Boa 27, praise God. Get more wisdom than I had when I was 30. <laughs> God's got it, Todd. God's got it. I, I, I know you guys have heard me say it over and over again, but uh, my favorite thing, I just loved it. Brother Gerald Jeffers. A fly don't land on a meatloaf unless God allows it. And that's how he talked. Amen. And that guy, um, if you've ever been around somebody with with power from God, somebody that has power with God that is given to prayer and fasting, 
Uh, Dr. Gerald Jeffers walked up behind me. I was praying at the altar, and he just whispered a very short sentence into my ear that nobody else in the church heard. But it hit me like lightning. It hit me like lightning. I mean, I, I just... Whew, the Word of God is sharp. It's sharp. When it says in the book of Acts, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Amen. And uh, praise God. I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, I'm only here to bring that around for you. Amen. What good am I without you? What good is a preacher without people to hear it? What good is your Bible if it's sitting on a shelf gathering dust? What good is it if you read it and don't do it? Amen. I saw an article uh, just the other day. It's over on American Ock Radio if you want to read it. Uh, there, There's a, uh, uh, I think, a state rep uh, Democrat in uh, the state of Arizona. And it turned out that there was a, a Bible that was sitting in the on the table in this area uh, where where they all went to uh, meet, and and the Bible kept disappearing. Right? They couldn't figure out where the Bible was going, but they found they they started finding it in weird places. Right? Like it'd be under a couch cushion, or it'd be in the refrigerator. So security put a camera in the room to figure out why this Bible kept disappearing. And uh, it turned out that this Democrat state rep or, or whatever she was or is was coming in there and taking this Bible off the table and hiding it so that no one could see it. And then it turns out that this woman is an ordained Presbyterian minister. <laughs> You can't make this up. And, I, and Peyton says to me, wow. And she was an ordained Presbyterian minister. And I said, yeah, that's what they're good at, hiding the word of God. But I, I would submit for your consideration that that Bible sitting on the table wasn't doing a lot of good anyway. Might as well have hit it. Amen. You can, be, you can live in a house made of Bibles and not have truth. You could have a dump truck full of Bibles fall on your head and still not have a revelation of the name of Jesus. Amen? Traditions of man. Oh boy, they'll take it from you. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. You know what pleases God? Is if you submit yourself to his salvation. If you be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Amen. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, said, I got to keep myself under subjection lest I become a castaway when I've preached to others. The Apostle Paul said, I got to watch myself and keep myself under subjection lest I become a castaway. 
Kind of doesn't fit with that whole doctrine of eternal security, does it? I'll tell you what, though. Eternal security is if you're walking in the Spirit, then you're fine. Then you're fine. Amen? And you might mess up once in a while. You might. You, you Well, you will. <laughs> Forgive that you be forgiven, right? As we've talked about before on the show. Uh, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. Amen. It's predicated on two things that somebody's going to do you dirty and you will have messed up. Oh, but forgiveness is good. Forgiveness is good. Praise the Lord. Uh, we had uh, a guy doing some stuff that was horrible just a little while ago. And, uh, I had a little struggle in my flesh. I was thinking, oh, well, Mike needs to deal with this. But the more I thought about it, the more I prayed, I thought, praise the Lord. You know what? Thank you for an opportunity to forgive. How am I going to deal with other people if I don't go through the same stuff? So I preached on it on that Sunday. And there was people in church that were saying, we were just going through the same thing this week. Praise the Lord. <laughs> JW Freedom, Lord Todd says, second favorite. Well, Brother Mike, God's a good father, and he's not shoving candy in your pockets all the time. <laughs> that was Brother Dan Mena. Oh man. Praise the Lord. I I I I uh some things happened that we were kind of at odds, and I ended up walking away from that church. Oh, but the the good that I walked away from, uh, the good that I walked away with, the level of teaching and deep Bible study from the man named Dan Mena. I pray to Jesus that Dan Mena goes to heaven and his sons, Tim and Mark, and his daughters and his wife, Sister Mena. Amen. And I've told you guys before, Sister Mena was powerful. I was scared of her. <laughs> I was afraid of Sister Mena. I told you guys, I, I, I never get tired of this story. I was sitting in church, and I was in a bad way. I was. I had a bad attitude. And I was sitting in the church, and uh, Sister Mena was at the front. And uh, if you're listening on Mojo, you can't see me, but I'm going to turn around in my chair. Sister Mena had her back to me at the front of the church, and uh, I got a bad attitude, and, and I was thinking some things that I shouldn't have been, and Sister Mena went like this. And then she got up, and she walked down the middle aisle, and she pushed somebody over on the pew across the aisle from mine and sat down and, and went like this. And I was like, oh, she knows. <laughs> Sister Minna knows what I was thinking. <laughs> but I needed that. Praise the Lord. If I hadn't had a bad attitude in church, I wouldn't have seen a woman with power. Praise God. When Paul wrote that a woman should have power on her head because of the angels... If you've ever met a woman with power with God, oh, she was sweet. She was really nice. But if God grabbed her and said, hey, 
Check out what Mike is thinking back there behind you. I'm tell I was like ten rows back. She zeroed on me like a lightning bolt. That scared me half to death. See, I had forgotten that God was watching me. I had forgotten. I had taken my eyes off of the cross and started looking at my situation. Oh, I was in church. I had a perfect suit. Had a perfect apostolic haircut. But the inside of the cup had the wrong attitude. That woman scared me half to death, let me tell you. <laughs> Praise God. I, You know, that whole uh, fake meekness. Hi, I'm a Christian. Yeah, and the, the, the dead fish handshake. That's not what I know Christianity to be. Amen. Now here it is right here, the whole point. Faith is the evidence of things that you don't see. And in verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 11, without faith, it is impossible. Impossible. Impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. If you don't have a prayer life every day, are you diligently seeking him? If you don't make it a priority to spend time with God during the day, are you diligently seeking him? I, I don't know what your Bible says, but mine says without faith it's impossible to please him. And then every single example of faith given here, somebody had a problem and believed their way through it by faith. Didn't see the solution. But they did something. They did something. Amen. I, I, when people say we're oh no saved by faith through grace, go to any denominational uh, church. I don't care what it is. First thing they want you to know in their articles of faith: number one, God's a trinity; number two, we're saved by grace through faith. Amen. The end. Go your way. You're saved. Put some money in the plate. Amen. Jesus said to the Pharisees, your traditions make the, the law of God of none effect. Law says honor your mother and your father. Your tradition says you don't have to and you can come and give a gift. Why do you think so many Italian mobsters and, and uh, MS-13... Go and uh, confess and drop a penance into the offering plate. Why do you think they were selling indulgences? That's exactly what the Pharisees were doing. Like to a T. To a T. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I came on my show and said, 
Those of you out there that are, uh, <laughs> Chet Davis, yeah. I got a bunch of those cards too. Uh, I'll tell you what, okay? If you are having an affair with your secretary or planning on it, go to AmericanHawkRadio.com, hit the donate button, and uh, let's see, affair with the secretary, cheating on your wife, that's uh, 200 bones and you're good. It's like a hall pass for the weekend, huh? Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, man, God hates that. Praise the Lord. There's going to be some harsh realities coming down on people. Traditions of men. Colossians 2, 2 chapter 8. Beware, beware, beware. Be careful. Look out for this, church of Colossae. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Vain philosophy, traditions of men, rudiments of the world. Well, what are they going to try to convince you otherwise of? What are they going to try to tell you? For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all in him. All of it. Let nobody come and tell you he's a junior part. He is the father. He is the son. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the beginning. He is the ending. Don't you let anybody tell you any different. Praise the Lord. My wife's on the phone in the next room and I just yelled. She, she, my wife, after I got off air yesterday, she said, could you please stop yelling when I'm in my office? Cause, uh, you know, I was in a meeting and, and you were yelling your head off. I had to keep getting the, uh, the mute button. And I said, honey, I'm working over here. (laughs) And sometimes I just can't keep quiet. Amen. We got to go to our commercial break already. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and talk some more about this concept. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. You got to do something. Amen. Faith without works is dead. Every single person listed in the 11th chapter of Hebrews did something, right? Praise God. Don't be confused with we are not saved by works of righteousness. People that try to do that to tell you uh, that they are not rightly dividing the word of God. I don't care if you went to Dallas Theological Seminary. Praise the Lord. Chet writes, Tony Soprano asked the priest, if I'm not protected, then what am I paying you for? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Praise the Lord. Madeline says, I love it when you yell at us. (laughs) I'm an excitable fellow. I have a big God. He's been merciful to me. 
Amen? <clears throat> I've had people come into the comments and say, I don't like all your yelling, but I definitely like your Bible teaching. Well, if that's the case, then go find somebody that preaches like this. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here. God is so good. Amen. All right, let's go to our commercial break. For our sponsors at Mojo 50 and WBN324, when we get back, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is an action. Faith is an action. Sometimes you don't see it. In fact, most of the time. But if you operate in faith, you will. Back after this. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction level event. So order yours today 
and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we, we dare. Flat Earth, the moon landing, JFK, 5G, Biden won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know have come true. <laughs> Join me, Ria Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. American Uck Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. America Uck Radio. Last segment, hour two. Boy, oh boy, I tell you, this this goes faster every single day. It really does. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that I prayed this morning. I'm so glad. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, every day, every day, every day, every day. I I said to I said to the Lord uh, on January first. I said I want this to be the year that I go a full year without missing one day praying. Where for twenty minutes, for twenty minutes, there's been a couple times that uh, I did not go the full twenty minutes. I I I don't know actually because I spend so much time praying on the phone with people and and uh, I, I sometimes I lose track, but I try to make sure that I get in at least twenty minutes. Amen. And sometimes it's more. A lot of times it's more. Amen. Because the more you see God do things, the more you want to pray the more you want to see the things that he does because that's when it's exciting living for god why would you not want to live with miracles why would you not want to live with evidence of the holy ghost in your life i'm telling you there's nothing like it nothing like it you know what else takes faith you know what else takes faith let's see if you believe this turn with me to proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17 Proverbs 19 and 17. Let's take a look at this here. Proverbs 19 and 17. I I read this verse and I was like, wow. I, I there's these uh apostolic uh chat groups on Facebook and normally they just uh argue over over uh whether Easter eggs are pagan or <laughs> dumb stuff like yeah yeah whatever don't don't do easter eggs praise the lord (laughs) hey while you guys are arguing over the pagan overtones of easter i'm gonna go tell somebody about one god in acts 238 how's that that's what i'm gonna do praise the lord proverbs chapter 17 uh or sorry 19 verse 17 he that hath pity upon the poor 
lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. Let me read that one more time. So many people, you tell them about Jesus and they they automatically go to the money thing. Oh, you just want my money. No. God doesn't need your money. You need his blessing. It's really that simple. It's it, I, and it, and it never ever fails. Never. Never. Never never never. You want something? Give it away. You want something? You want forgiveness? Give it away. You want mercy? Give it away. You want money? Give it away. Mike! <laughs> he that hath pity upon the Lord, upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he hath given will he pay him again. You know what God will pay you? You know that? You know, I mentioned back when I was at, at Brother Manus Church in Edmonton, there was a guy there that when he had a need in his life, he had learned to uh, give it away. That's he. He would just that was his default position, right? You fall back on your training, right? I've told my church, "You want to tithe here? Do it. Great. You don't? Don't find somebody that needs food. Give it to them." Amen. People say, well, Mike, you can't just go give money to poor people. They might spend it on drugs. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Ask God to lead you. Ask God to lead you. He will. Ask him to, do, ask him to help you with, with the money where it needs to go. Lead you to, Lord, lead me to somebody that I can be a blessing to. You know why? Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Jesus was the Word incarnate. Luke chapter 6 and uh, verse 38. Give, this is Jesus Christ talking. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. He that soweth sparingly, reapeth sparingly. Sowing and reaping, it's a, it's a natural law. What are you sowing? Amen? It's never what we think. Amen? That the carnal mind is at enmity with God. It's at enmity with God. It can't have the things of God. It can't. Amen? You want to donate to American Huck Radio? Great. That's fine. You don't? That's fine. Just give to somebody. Bless somebody. You give to the poor, 
you're lending it to the Lord and he will repay. And it's always more. Always more. I'll tell you. Tithing is awesome. Tithing is awesome. Praise God. And we're not some Mormon temple heaping up treasure in the basement. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm not talking about uh, the the basement of the Vatican. Big bags of money and piles of gold. <laughs> Praise God. Faith. We're talking about faith. Faith is an action. It's a It's an attitude. Amen. It's it's knowing that God is watching at all times. Amen. When the when when Solomon wrote, "Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter: fear God and keep His commandments, for God will bring every work into judgment, whether it be good or evil." That means that you have faith through the reading of the Word that He's watching you all the time, and you will be rewarded. Right. No exceptions. No exceptions. Me too. Me too. 100%. God said, I I loved what Brother Arnold said yesterday. I loved what Brother Arnold said yesterday. uh, When he said, you know, if if you go out and take vengeance and get revenge, you are a spiritual thief. You're a spiritual thief because vengeance belongs to the Lord. It belongs to him, not you. And I'll tell you what else. You cannot in wrath and anger and in your flesh execute proper judgment. You cannot do it. God who knows all things is watching the hearts of the people around you. Just like the king of Syria, he's he's when they're making secret plans in their bedroom with the door shut, thinking nobody sees. Yeah, there's one that knows. <clears throat> Solomon also wrote, marvel not at injustice in a provincial matter, for there is one higher that has considered it. Do you believe that? I do. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Why? Because they'll be gone soon. Protesting in the street? That's not fretting not thyself over evildoers, is it? Amen? I'm not a fan of protesting. Especially if you haven't prayed in the morning. I'll tell you, if you if you have prayed in the morning and are being led of the Spirit and have asked and believed and walked away and believed that it's going to happen? What are you angry at? (laughs) Amen? It's like that whole January 6th thing. I I look at that and I think think to myself, I I, I don't blame them necessarily, but the, the guys that are in jail over that, that that are are there for you know they didn't commit a crime they didn't but I think to myself and I'm sorry I don't mean to offend anybody but did they pray that morning? Did they get into the Holy Ghost? 
So worried about a stolen election. Well, okay, are you being led of the Holy Ghost? Were they connected to the vine? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. And when I say those things, I'm not being judgy. I'm thinking, uh, I need to pray in the morning and be led. Who's leading you? Your own flesh? Your own understanding? Amen? Chet, that's a really good thing you said there. God's judgment and punishment is perfect. Ours is clumsy and ineffectual. That's why we pray. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that whole thing about going and getting revenge, you save that last bullet for yourself. Save that last bullet for yourself. Praise God. Back in Hebrews chapter 11. We don't... Look, when I talk about these these big denominal religions, see, they think that they can mass up money. They think that they can... uh, You know, look at a guy like Al Sharpton, okay? That's a really good example. I mean, fake is a $3 bill, right? You can see that, <laughs> right? You know he's got the he's got the uh, the Hallmark card, rhymy preacher thing going on that tickles people's ears, right? Massing a fortune. That's that. That's an easy one to call out, right? That's not believing in a heavenly country. Amen. Leviticus 19.18, Old Saucy just wrote that in. Let's go look that up right now. I don't remember what it says. Leviticus 19.18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Praise God. Praise Lord. And I'll tell you what else. Jesus said, if you're even angry at your brother without cause in your heart, you're in danger of hellfire. You're in danger of hellfire. I've told this story before. This uh, preacher I knew, he's dead now. Well, he's asleep, I should put it that way. He he told us that uh, there was uh, another preacher that he was under at a church and... and uh, there was some funny stuff going on with the books, and the IRS got called in, and they got audited, and uh, he he the guy got in trouble. This other preacher, well, he blamed Brother Molander down in Los Angeles, thinking that he had called the IRS on them. He finked them out, right? Brother Molander did not do that. He didn't. He said, "I never called them." But see, this guy thought that for about two years. Two years he was angry at Brother Molander because he was convinced in his mind that Brother Molander had called the IRS on him. He was convinced. Preaching from the pulpit for two years. He was angry at his brother without 
cause. And Jesus said, you do that and you're in danger of hellfire. That's pretty serious, huh? (laughs) Praise God. That's why we need to stay in this word every day. Amen? We got to stay in this word every day. And if you're not born of the water and spirit, you need to do it. And if you want the Holy Ghost, if you want to be born of the water, there's nothing. There's nothing that can stop it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Praise the Lord. Go on down to verse 13 in Hebrews 11. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly country. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. What did Jesus say to his apostles? I go and prepare a place for you. Amen. I go and prepare a place for you. That where I am, you will be also. Paul said, if our hope is in this world, we are all men most miserable. If our hope is in this world, how come I've been shipwrecked all these times? How come I've been stoned? How come I'm in jail? How come I'm in bonds right now if our hope is in this world? Praise the Lord. Yeah, I, you want a level of anointing like Paul had? <laughs> well, uh, it's like it's like Brother Arnold said yesterday on the show. He was talking to Jesus, and he said, I want to be like you. Jesus said, you want to be lied about, backstabbed, and never, ever say a word? You want to be crucified and not protest? Jesus said, I say that you resist not evil. Can you do that? Can I do that? I can if I'm being led of the Spirit. Amen? I have a hard time getting mad at politics anymore. I really do. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Faith, man. What you don't see. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said that in Isaac... Shall thy seed be called? Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. I've thought about this over and over and over and over and over again. I've thought about it and thought about it. I could literally get a call at any time telling me that somebody I love has passed on. Literally at any time. I got two sons. Love them. I could get that call at any time. Would that shake my faith? Would I have prayed that morning and put it in God's hands? Oh, I pray for them every day. I pray that they'll be protected. I pray that God will put angels around them. But really, he is sovereign. If he decides to call somebody home, there ain't nothing you can do about it. 
Would that shake your faith? Would you have faith in God enough that before something like that happens, that not if, but when it does, it doesn't knock you off and set your life in a tailspin? That's when faith matters. Praise the Lord. I had Pastor Henry Poitrell once tell me, and this is something else that I thought about a lot, and this is this is another one that you're going to like, kind of like a fly don't land on a meatloaf unless God loves it or, uh, or uh, God's a good father and he's not shoving pocket, candy in your pockets. Here's another one for you. And you're going to hear me bring this up again. Uh, Pastor Henry Petra, he said to me, Mike, it's easy living for God hard. It's hard living for God easy. Oh, he's so right. He was so right when he said that. Praise the Lord. Paul said, endure hardness like a good soldier. Amen. Faith, man. Faith in the face of loss. But have you really lost anything? Did that soul that passes on, did that belong to you somehow? Okay, do you have the power to retain your own soul in your body? <laughs> no. <laughs> Praise God. Anything not of faith is sin, Paul said. Right? If we think that we can hang on to things in this life, we think that we can praise God. I, I, you know, I've had people over and over again tell me that they lost everything and they're, they're seeking God, right? I've lost everything. And it's like, yeah. And it, and, and it brought you running back to church. That losing everything that you had happen in your life. Amen. Look at Job. He lost everything. I mean, literally lost everything. Everything except his health. Even his wife turned on him. His friends were being jerks. Right? He got back twice as much. You know why? Because he didn't mouth off. He had faith that God was able to carry him through. Amen? That's faith. You want faith? You want to know about faith? Read the book of Job. Amen. Paul said, Nay, thou vain man, who art thou that repliest against thy maker? What are you going to tell him? It's not fair. <laughs> Praise God. Faith is action. It's real. It's literal. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And you're going to say these words when you go out. You're going to say them when you come in. You're going to say them when you lay down. You're going to say them when you get up. You're going to teach them diligently unto your children. One God. One God, one God, one God, one God, one God, one God, one God. You know who loved God with all of his heart, all of his soul, and all his might, and trusted him no matter what happened? Job. You know how we know that? Because when the chips were down, that's when it counted. Not only that, but Job, even when things were good, even when he had lots of money, 
He still went to God every day. Offered up sacrifices for his children just in case they blasphemed in their heart. Well, they got taken away from him anyway. And he said, naked I came, naked I'll leave. (laughs) Praise the Lord. See, this is some tough stuff. And there's all kinds of uh, commentators out there. And we've got to take down the satanic pedophiles. No, your responsibility is to beat your flesh and be connected to the vine or you can't do anything. Nothing. Ninth hour prayer coming right up, everybody. Thank you for listening to Mojo Five O. <laughs> Good news is, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O.